Aloha, everyone, and welcome to Sovereign AF. I'm Sarah Poe, and I am subbing for Regina while she is healing. And thank you, Regina, for asking me to come on here. We're sending you so much love and prayers for healing and rest. And um, I came on the podcast a few weeks ago. If you caught that podcast, I was talking about the difference in sidereal and uh, tropical astrology. And so we went down the rabbit hole. What does that mean? What is sidereal? What is tropical astrology? And um, you can watch that live here in the group, or you can catch the replay of that too. So if you're curious about that. And Regina just asked me, what would I want to talk about tonight? And maybe talking about what we're actually moving through right now. So that's what I'm going to talk about tonight is what are we moving through as a collective? And I love what I do because part of what I do as a, as a spiritual guide, um, uh, I work in the sacred sciences. I work in the realms of what I call the soul's blueprint. So I work in astrology, human design, the gene keys, a little bit in the Mayan system. And these are just ways and opportunities that allow us to remember who we are. I think that's the I think that's the the, the the thing that we're seeking, right? We're seeking to remember ourselves. We're seeking to be our authentic selves. We're seeking what our purpose is. We all are seeking this peace that comes with that. And so tonight I wanted to share why I use astrology, human design, and the gene keys all together. I weave all three of those um, sacred sciences together because they give you this big picture. Even if you're looking at astrology, you know, astrology, first of all, you're not just your sun sign. You're not just a Gemini or Libra. And most of you are probably not even a Gemini in the tropical, you know, in the sidereal system. Um, which is what got me into this in the first place. But we um, we aren't just our sign. We're infinite beings beyond that. We aren't just our human design type. We're infinite beyond that. We aren't just our gene keys, right? But these things are these are gifts that allow us to contemplate who we are, to remember who we are. And then we have this collective blueprint. That's what we're actually moving through as humans on Earth. That's what we're moving through together on Earth. So when you're looking at where the planets are right now, um, that's what we're looking at when we're talking about what we're moving as a collective. So I thought I'd talk about that tonight so you could see what we're actually moving through right now. So some of you might think that the sun has moved into Libra, but if you take any kind of star app or... Um, any kind of astronomy tool out and you look at the sun right now, the sun is in the constellation of Virgo, not Libra. So that's what we talked about in the last podcast. There is deep medicine when we come into alignment with where planets actually are. And when we come into alignment with the seasons, because we are part of nature ourselves. So we when we look at astrology and people will say to me, I'm very skeptical of this. I don't understand what this has to do with us. Well, my simple definition is we are all a part of nature and nature works in cycles and patterns. And if we want to be in alignment with nature, attuned to nature and understand ourselves connected with nature, then this helps us. It helps us to know what we're actually moving through. I like to think of the tropical system as kind of our coding in the matrix. And what are we all wanting? We're all waking up. We're constantly awaking to something new. We're all in an awakening process. No matter who you are on the planet, we're all in different phases of our own awakening. And so tonight I want to talk about the deeper aspects of that because we're going to go into human design and the gene keys. So right now in astrology, we're moving through Virgo season. Now, Virgo is about the halfway point in between the whole Zodiac story. So we start in Aries, then we move into Taurus, then we move into 
Gemini, then we move into Cancer season, and then Leo, and then comes the season of Virgo. So at this halfway point, Virgo is a part of the transformational journey that looks back and looks forward. I love to use the astrology, human design, and the gene keys and where we're moving through that as part of my, almost like my devotion, my contemplation, my, I use it with my, in my journaling and everything. So I'm working with the energies of um, the collective or the, of humanity and nature. Um, and I'm using that energy to work with the planets, right? So starting with Aries, it's a fiery season. It's the time to get things started and we move into the mind, okay? It's all about the ram and it's the ram's horn. So it's the left and the right part of the brain. So we're looking at the logical and the visionary parts of the brain. So we start with that and we move into Taurus, which is about moving that wisdom into the throat to speak about things and activate our voices. Um, Taurus is about beauty and sensuality and loving the earth, right? So we move through all these parts of the Zodiac. And I teach a course called Living Stars where I dive deep into all this. But by the time we get to the season of Virgo, it's our digestion, okay? Because in cancer season, we take the inward journey. Cancer season, we go inward so that we can come outward and shine our heart. Cancer is the ribcage that holds the heart of God or the heart of Christ. And so cancer in that inner season, we go inward, we do this inner work, we focus and tune in inside ourselves. We might even withdraw from, from the world a little bit in that time so that then when we come to Leo season, we're ready to share our heart with the world. We're ready to shine our hearts out into the world. We're ready to, it's more of a fiery time, right? Creativity. And then we move into Virgo, which is where we are now. The Virgo represents the divine feminine. It was seen as the queen of heaven in the stars. It it's, um, represents Mother Mary. And in indigenous culture, the Virgo, the Virgin was seen as holding um, a wheat of corn or uh, a wheat of corn. <laughs> an ear of corn or um, a, a sheaf of wheat. Okay, so it represented the harvest time. Virgo represents di the digestive system. Okay, so we get these, astrology gave us like all these beautiful archetypes to work with when we're working with astrology. We're working with archetypes. And Virgo, the divine feminine, represents also the womb, okay? Then when we dive into what we're moving through in human design and the gene keys, we get to dive a little bit deeper. This week, we're moving through the gene key 64, which is gate 64 in human design. That is in the crown center. It is um, the shadow of confusion. The gift is imagination and the city is illumination. So that's what we're moving through right now. And so you, what you could be coming up for people is feeling like literal confusion, um, doubting yourself, wondering why things haven't happened for you yet, um, being impatient. Maybe you've planted a lot of seeds and you've been watering them and you've been working hard um, to bring these things to fruition and it's just not happening for you yet. That's the season we're in is a season of patience. Humans really connect with the mind more so than our hearts often. And when we connect this with the mind, we get stuck in confusion. What am I doing? Why am I here? Why is it taking so long? Maybe this isn't what I'm supposed to do, right? <laughs> so I want to show you something really quick since I can on the live stream. Let's see if I can share my screen here. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Okay, let's see here. I love this. Okay. 
I'm going to share my screen. Amazing. Look at that. Okay, so I'm going to backtrack just a second here. Make sure nobody has any questions. Yay. I'm going to backtrack and then I'm going to go into the Gene Keys because I get excited because the Gene Keys is my favorite. But I want to show you first these four images that show us um, your human design. So if we're looking at astrology, we have this big picture. And then human design helps us bring it into understanding ourselves as energetic beings. Everything is energy and we are energetic beings. And human design goes into helping us understand ourselves and our unique energy. We have been conditioned to try to fit into boxes. We have been conditioned to fit into a system. And that's why Regina is amazing creating this podcast about creating sovereignty and reminding us that to be sovereign beings. But what happens when we are all meant and uh, we're all like, forced to fit into boxes and in the school system and the government, even in our families, then our uniqueness gets um, put in that box too. <laughs> our uniqueness gets stifled. Our creativity gets stifled. We start to compare ourselves to other people. We start, and the minute you start comparing yourself to other, you're starting to criticize yourself, judge yourself, or maybe put yourself above or below somebody. Human design gives us this blueprint that helps us understand how unique we actually are. And there are four, or we could say five different types of energetic beings in human design. 1% of the population being reflectors. Okay, so reflectors have all of their centers open and there are mirrors. They're literally picking up on everything in the field from the crown to your to the emotions to, to picking up on people's actual energy and life force. Um, they are our mirrors, okay? And then we have projectors who make up 20% of the population. And their energy, their aura is this, is this brilliant aura that is always picking up and um, almost like a computer system. Their aura is picking up on the field of everybody in the room, as well as in the morphogenetic field or the collective field energy. So I always say an, a projector, when it comes into the room, they're, they're processing everything, kind of getting adjusted and settled into the room. They're reading people. They're here to be guides for us. And they have a lot of wisdom to share with us. Um, if you'll notice, these three centers have something different than this one. Their sacral, it's called our sacral center or our battery, I like to call it. Their battery is not colored in here. So these three types are called non-energy types. And that doesn't mean we don't have energy. That just means that we don't operate like 70% of the population, okay? The manifester makes up 9% of the population. And again, they're a non-energy type being. And there are... Uh, works like this force field almost um and it's said in human design they say the manifester repels people it has a repelling art i'm a manifester and i don't experience that as much as um i think sometimes it's a big energy that can intimidate people but it's meant to initiate and make an impact and trigger people in a good way and it's here to activate and, and initiate things birth things, right? And the manifester also, if that R moves like this, it also is pulling in energy. It pulls in the people that are meant for them. It maybe pushes other people away. Okay. So manifestors are here to lead as well and to activate and to start things. Um, but again, manifestors, projectors, and reflectors don't have that sustainable energy, that long-winded energy. So oftentimes we burn out we experience burnout. Now, every single type can experience burnout. Every single one of us can experience burnout. But a generator experiences burnout when they're not doing what they love. 
generators should have an abundant amount of energy, life force energy. They are here to create and to build. And you'll see here, yeah, they're sacral centers to find. So they have this juicy battery life energy. And there's generators and manifesting generators. Manifesting generators have like the most energy. There are people that get up at five in the morning and are going all day long and multitasking and still can stay up late. And they're the go-getters, okay? So I'm not going to go into much more on that, but that's how we can understand on, on just one tiny speck of human design how we're each different, none better, none worse. And you aren't just this. You aren't here to define yourself with this. I think people in human design community get really stuck in um, defining yourself as I am a manifester or I am a Virgo. I am a Gemini. I am this. No, you're not. You're infinite beyond. And these systems really do support us to understand ourselves. And that's what we're all awakening to. We wanna remember the mission we came here to do. We wanna remember the purpose. And we want, we're in a path of transformation. You know, we're constantly transforming. And that's when the gene keys come in. So let me see if I have any questions. I'm using my phone because I don't know how to multitask all the screens. Um, so, Okay, what does the, that mean, the, the shadow, the gift, and the city? Okay, I'm going to share my screen again for those of you that are watching live or watching the replay. I think this is, I love this. This will help you all and support you. And if you're listening, you'll just be able to absorb it here. But we're moving to the 64th gene key right now, which is the gene key called the Aurora. It's about literally embodying the alchemist. We have 64 DNA codes in our body, 64 genes or genetic codes, 64 DNA. Human design is based on those 64. So is the Yijing and so is the gene key. I love the gene keys because the gene keys give me this juiciness to contemplate about myself. So, okay, my son's in Taurus and, you know, my midheaven is in Gemini and my North and South node are, there's a lot we can gain from that knowledge. I love it. I can dive really deep into a natal chart with somebody. But even when I'm just doing astrology, I'm always connecting the gene key with astrology now. Always. Why? Because what we have in the gene keys are three let's call them three states of consciousness, okay? We have shadow consciousness, which is our victimization consciousness, okay? It is not bad. It is just a state of consciousness. It's a lower frequency or a lower vibration, but most of humanity, we're working through our shadow frequency, our shadow consciousness, we have been programmed to be afraid. We have been programmed through fear, okay? So the shadow state is where you're still a victim of this genetic code, this gene key, this DNA, this gift that you have implanted, imprinted upon you, okay? So when we can contemplate and become aware of our shadows, that allows us to transform them into gifts because we do the work. We start to do the work. Okay, I can see myself in this. Whoosh, I can see this as a pattern I have now. Now I can bring out my tools and start doing the work to transform those shadows. That's why I always tell people, you know, it's amazing to have a reading in human design or a gene key sequence reading or an astrology reading. That's amazing. Most people walk away from the reading saying, wow. You just gave me permission to see myself, to be myself. I, I never felt so seen. Um, yes, that feels like me. That's exactly what I've gone through. They feel seen and they, it gives you permission to really be yourself. The gene keys gives you this map to transform, to actually do the work, to transform the shadows. So I always suggest doing some integration work some group mentorship or individual mentorship afterwards or really or getting the books and deep diving yourselves, but start to deep dive in this, to be aware of your shadows. 
This gene key to shadow is confusion, and the gift is imagination. So when we contemplate the higher aspects, we our, our vibration actually raises. And if you, you know, Regina does a lot of work in manifestation. She's got, I've done her two um, uh, classes that she shared on abundance. And sweetie, you can come on here and just sit with me. Okay. I want you to share some magic with us in a minute. Okay. Um, Regina Monet does the abundance uh, workshop with me as well. And it was really powerful. Um, and so um, manifestation is part of then raising our frequencies, right? We, we want if we want <laughs> if we want to actually become alchemists or creators of our lives, there's practices that we can use in manifestation, right? To manifest things. And that is getting our mind one with the dream getting our mind and our thoughts and our words in unison, in connection with the vision that we have. We have to start thinking it, feeling it in the body, and then creating it in that way. And a lot of times these shadows are so deeply, not a lot of times, all the time, these shadows are so deeply programmed into us that it takes some practice. It takes contemplation and it takes patience. This gene key is the last one, which is kind of a culmination of all of them. The highest, the city, which is like the, the magic. It is like what I would call Christ consciousness or Christic, Christed consciousness, Christed consciousness, like Christ aligned, crystalline. The highest form of consciousness would be the city. It's the angelic or the, the magical state. It's, it's the state that we taste sometimes, right? We taste the state. We can contemplate it and raise ourselves out of the shadow. Every shadow is like a nugget of coal that's hiding a beautiful diamond. And what holds us back is, is not actually facing our shadows, okay? Our, our, your greatest shadows, your greatest wounds are the actual raw material for your greatest magic, your greatest creations, your greatest alchemy, okay? So we're here to move beyond victimization, okay? So one thing that you can look at this week, because we're, we've moved into it Monday and we're in this gene key until Sunday. So in this whole time, we could be working with this energy. You'll notice when you start to do this that other people, you'll talk about it with other people and they'll be like, oh my goodness, that's exactly what I'm moving through right now too. I'm feeling the same things. That's because our consciousness is connected as a collective, okay? So something you can do this week, what shadows are speaking the loudest to you right now? What is your deepest shadow that's coming up for you? Journal about it, write about it. What is the deepest shadow that's, coming up for you. You know your deepest wound, okay? And if you have your human design or your gene key sequence, the gene key sequence actually gives us our deepest shadow wounds, our deepest, our highest gifts, um, our purpose. It's, it's a brilliant and beautiful transformational path that we take. So you can actually just go into your gene key sequence and put your finger on your deepest shadows too. It's funny, Regina and I were talking today and we have the same incarnation cross and I'm like, everything just feels so overwhelming to me right now. It's too much. I spent the entire cancer season and Leo season in contemplation and creation and bringing forth all these things. And then I'm, I'm, I have all these things that I created and I'm trying to birth at the same time. Virgo season is a time of harvesting and, and this inner work and of course my shadow my deepest shadow is complexity and my gift is simplicity I'm like oh you can't make this stuff up that's what i'm moving through right now so at the state of confusion we're we're like we're moving through we're thinking about everything in our heads and our minds and confusion isn't bad or negative but confusion needs time everything needs time. Everything becomes clear in time. So whatever you're moving through right now, maybe you've created something and it's just not 
moving into fruition the way you wanted it to, and you're doubting yourself, you're doubting your vision, your dreams, you're confused, I want you to take some breaths and some pause and give yourself patience. That's why the Gene Key we moved through before this was the one about divine timing, because there's a pattern to all this that actually supports us when we go through the entire Gene Key sequence and to come and sit with me, girl. Come and sit with me. My, my inner child alchemist. All these things take time. Your clarity takes time. Evolution takes time. Understanding takes time. Okay. If you're doubting yourself right now, then you're really not being yourself. And so you want to look at those patterns of shadow patterns in your life and what is coming up for you the most. So for me right now, I'm thinking, how can I simplify things? How can I simplify things? Okay. Let me stop share for a second. Do, 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 do. This is my daughter, Monet. Hello. Um, I'm going to go on the fate. This is the only way I know to do it. It's to go in here like this, and then I can see their questions. So this is my daughter, Monet. Monet and I are blessed to create together and work together and be soul partners journeying through life together. We have been on a nomadic journey for the past 10 years. Has it been that long? Yes, 2013. Wow. Wow. And Mene was um, homeschooled, or as I call it, soul schooling. I'm writing a book about soul schooling. And she was always this highly creative soul, highly creative. That's why I wanted to come on because the gift tonight is about imagination. So the work for us this week is tapping into our imagination and our creativity. And Monet is an inner child alchemist. She has always been highly creative. And like she started her first business when she was nine, remember? Yes, I, uh, the week that I learned how to play the fiddle, I this well, she also taught me how to braid too, pipe cleaners. And so I was braiding pipe cleaners and making them into bracelets while also learning how to play the fiddle, which I sounded horrible like any nine-year-old does when they <laughs> just learned how to play the fiddle. So I thought that it was a great idea for me to busk in front of our house and for me to sell my pipe cleaner bracelets. And I had this really old couple come and they bought a bracelet from me. But that was when it clicked in my head where I was like, wait a second, I can make my own money as an artist. What? <laughs> then she had a tutu business. Uh, yeah, I had, had well, first it was feathered headbands and then custom tutus. <laughs> uh, and then I made earrings. And then finally it was just face, face painting. painting. So I just, stuck with face painting and then I realized I could sell my art too so then I was would make art and sell it at the yeah. farmer's market mm -hmm. we ran a farmer's market together yes as, and part of her job she was I think you were what 14 when we started that 13 and 14 yeah yeah and I gave her the job of booking the bands so she had to book the bands I mean, and the, book the food trucks PR and, yeah so I had her doing all of that work. So she learned how to do that. She organized the kids' table. So you're never too young to follow your dreams and do the thing. But she is an inner child alchemist. She really helps people tap into their creativity. And that's why I homeschooled her because in kindergarten, they wanted to put her on Adderall. And I refused to put my kindergartner on Adderall. And that became a, became a battle for me fighting the school system that said I was a terrible mother. I was failing her. The principal told me I was failing my child because I wouldn't put her on medication and um, I didn't want her getting labeled with all the things. And anyways, it wasn't quite a journey for us, but I'm grateful that we had the journey we had in homeschool. Yeah. And so now she teaches art alchemy experiences and helps people tap into their child. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the gift frequency, and then I wanted you to share some things about that. I'm just going to show out right here. Okay. I'm you can like, tell me if anybody here. has any questions. Um, Regina had a question. What does it mean about the shadow, the gift, and the city? Yeah, I just shared that. I answered that. Okay, awesome. And they're like frequency levels. All right. So alchemy, okay? 
everything we do is called alchemy. We are, um, we are all actually alchemists. Alchemy just is a fancy word for transformation, okay? We are all these beings that are rippling with potential, okay? And we're in this laboratory of life that gives us opportunities constantly to transform. We are asking ourselves, who am I? Why am I here? What am I meant to create? Okay, This this is what's happening for us. And what happens is life brings us opportunities for transformation. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe somebody has passed away in your life. Um, Maybe you had some sort of a crisis happen in your life. Or maybe you're just having a crisis of who am I? I'm not happy doing living life this way. And I'm searching for more. I think we can all admit that the since 2020, we're in a collective transformational journey. I see it as a great remembering and the rugs being pulled out from me underneath us, the veils being thin, we're being able to see corruption in all the systems, the government, the school systems, corruption in the church, corruption in every system, corruption in humanity. And so all these shadow states are coming to the surface so we can become aware of them, okay? And change is hard. Some people think <laughs> it is. It has to be. It has to be. It's, it's not. But it's necessary. And once we get comfortable with change, becoming an alchemist is like getting comfortable with change, being really comfortable in the void. Confusion is a state of the void. So it isn't even a bad state. Because, but when we are aware of it, we can say, oh, okay, I'm cool with being confused. It's okay for me to be confused right now. I don't have to have all the answers. The uh, the state of feeling uncomfortable. Yes. And people hate the feeling of being uncomfortable. Yes. I mean, I even hate the feeling of being un- uncomfortable. Like when I wear something that feels uncomfortable, I have to, I can't, yes. I have to change. Yeah. Yeah. And But we change when we are in that state of, uncomfortability yeah it's true that's what alchemy is we have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable we have to get comfortable with change or just do it even if we're uncomfortable and especially if we're uncomfortable yeah and that's why like there's even some people who even you're thinking like people who like to make people uncomfortable certain conversations that they have that is where you spark change that yeah. is where you get people into a rethinking mm-hmm. or just a thinking of all sides yeah part is those people who make the conversation uncomfortable by bringing things up that people don't want to talk about does that mean sometimes well yeah because <laughs> you're you're here to do that <laughs> regina is that you sometimes <laughs> all the time <laughs> I I I, try, I do it in the in the, as loving as I can, yeah. and I I also feel like especially because in the last few years everything got so intense that I kind of softened my voice a lot. I was very very outspoken for years, like almost like I was preparing people for what was coming. Yes, but also people can't hear things when all they hear is rage and like <laughs> because like when sure. you get really when people get really excited about something or feel very uh what's the word like yes <laughs> you need to know this there's this energy that comes up that can come across as like very triggering yes and so like I feel like for you you had to learn how to like calm that part down not calm it down but just calm your body enough mm-hmm. to where you can speak it mm-hmm. without being like <laughs> yeah words are really becoming grounded yeah you have and, to ground yourself and then i worked on also like breaking down all the walls that i built around my heart to keep to really open and keep my heart open so that when people come into my field i want them to first feel loved and because i do love you <laughs> Um, and even when I'm telling people things, 
Regina said always. What did she say? Yeah. She did. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I want people to feel my love first. And I think that's part of my growth has been that in the past few years. Um, I happened to have dreams six months before everything happened that told me what was about to happen. And that was a lot. I look back and think like, oh, that was a lot to carry that because I was trying to warn people in the most loving and truthful way, but it really triggered a a lot of people to where they didn't even want to be my friends anymore. So then, then, yes. Then there are like, there are the moments where there's like Jesus in the rapture where he was throwing tables. The Jesus, not Jesus, not Jesus in the rapture. (laughs) Because today my brother's car was in the driveway. This, he was gone. And it's, you know, we were raised, I was raised in the Southern Baptist Church. So there's a lot of rapture jokes that happened because I was terrified of the rapture. I thought if my mom left me in the grocery store, then she'd been raptured and I was left behind because I was a bad girl. And so it's a joke in our family. So today my brother's car was in the driveway. We couldn't find him. And we said, oh, Lord, he's been raptured. Been raptured. <laughs> Has he been raptured with his phone? Can we, can we message him? <laughs> Uh, and then we were thinking about like in the Marvel universe how uh whatever the Thanos. purple guy Thanos snaps his finger and like half the population's gone. The 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 people who believed in the rapture were probably like, oh, how are the raptures happening? They've come, they've taken only some of us. Why are we still here? Rabbit all <laughs> imagination. Okay. <laughs> Round it back, Minae. This is what happens when we get together. Okay, oh, I'm going to share my screen so I see where I was in the gene keys because I want to I want to share with people some inspiration on how to tap into your imagination this week. Um, alchemy is an invitation into magic. Look, so the this gift frequency this week is imagination. Look at the word magi, magic. The root word are all connected to magi and magic. Okay. And magic just means manipulating matter. If you want to tap into your imagination, do not imitate others. Imitation is the arch nemesis of imagination. So um, I want you to share just in a minute what you teach in your art alchemy class because (laughs) because I think what happens um, when we're younger is you know, we have all this creative freedom when we're young and up until usually seven years of age, especially if you're not put into school system. If you were like, my niece, is, my niece is eight and she's been homeschooled. She doesn't think to like compare her work. Sometimes she would do it with you a little bit yeah, because well, you're, because you were teacher things and she wanted to be as good as you, but we were when they're with me. Yeah. <laughs> But we, we, there comes this critic brain that comes on and we start wanting to like take the quick route and just copycat somebody else. Imitation is the nemesis of imagination. You have your own dreams, your own desires, your own power as a magician, as a creator. And so you want to use that state of confusion, sit with it, use that places of pain and suffering and joy and bliss, confusion, doubt, turn all that up into something imaginative. Maybe this week your imagination is on fire. Maybe you have a bunch of ideas coming through. Maybe your your crown is open and you have all kinds of ideas and creative things coming through. And so write them down. I have an imagination journal and I write down the things that I want to create or the things that come through my imagination, mm-hmm. then what we want to do is have patience with our creations. Because we as humans are pretty daggone impatient. Yeah. It's so true. Oh, why am I not a master at this already? Why is it taking so long? I have so many students who are like that. Yeah. So imagination is an action. Okay. It's that's If you think imagination is just being a dream world, no. Imagination is actually creativity in action. So you have to actually take steps out of the shadow into the gift frequency and start creating and start moving towards your dream. 
Think about amazing things. I mean, you could we could sit here and talk for a week or months about all the things that humanity has created. We are creative beings. Creator created us to create. I believe it's our gift back to source creator universe to create. <clears throat> it is our power. You each have something unique that you're here to birth into the world. And your imagination takes a lot of courage. Yes, it takes action. It takes determination. It takes vulnerability. It takes willingness to feel the things and act. And it takes a lot of patience. I didn't add this to this, but that's what it takes. It's a it takes lot of a lot patience. patience. I've been feeling this so deeply this week. Just like, why is it taking so long? And so I want you to think about what's your most transformational material? Like what is one to be transformed right now? And that's where imagination comes into power. Um, and just creating our life as a work of art. We're here to really um, create our work. Our life is a work of art. So manifest. Yeah. You, so I'm going to solve this. Yeah. <laughs> I want you to share. I mean, I think, supposed, I think you're supposed to be in bed. Tell me, first of all, tell me about our alchemy, what that experience is, and, and yeah, tell me what that is. Do you have any questions? Uh, mm -hmm. Imagination is everything. That's right. Oh my gosh, it's everything. Yeah. I did want to say, um, what was it? Imitation, or, yeah, about imitation, uh, about creating and copycatting. Okay, the only time it's ever okay in art is when you're learning mm. something new. Mm -hmm. But if you're creating out of yourself, mm -hmm. you can't. Like, copycatting really isn't. I could, I could paint. Any painting I wanted, I could copy whatever paintings on the wall, but it isn't coming from me. It's coming from that, but I'm learning how to, anytime that I actually copy anybody's art, it's just to learn a new technique. Okay, that makes sense. But it's like when you take a course or you learn something, like, yeah. Like for me too, when I'm teaching people, I'm wanting to empower them. I might teach them the tools or educate them, which is a different meaning than actually teaching. Yeah. I'm educating people and empowering them with the tools, but I want them to go out and then take what I have shown them and then create something unique yeah. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the same thing. But also like I've had a few times where somebody's like, can you, can you copy this person's work for me? Like, no, I will never copy somebody's work. It doesn't fit, it doesn't feel right. My mm -hmm. gut tells me it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Um but so what are some ways that we can tap into our imagination, into that creative power? Um ways that we can tap into our creativity and our imagination. Which is really Tapping into your intuition. Yeah. Uh, so like, uh, what is it? So creating and creativity. When a, some artists, well, you know, for me, this is the thing that happens for me is my biggest creative spurs happen when I either get a dream Mm -hmm. I either I let myself daydream I let myself imagine things mm -hmm. I have that time open that space open I have the door open for me to mm -hmm. let my mind drift and imagine mm -hmm. and think of something um I'll do that or it's like right before I fall asleep mm -hmm. I'll like this whole painting will come to me. I'll be like, all right, I'm going to put it down. Um, but really, it's once you start painting, 
that's when you really listen to your intuition because God, source, creator flows through you mm -hmm. and has this creative pulse that goes through you, which mm -hmm. is that whole thing, that creative energy. And by trusting our intuition and our gut, we let it out. We let mm -hmm. our hands go and just mm -hmm. let it come out. And so that's when you start listening to, to your intuition. Um, the best way to do this, this is probably one of the best techniques that you can try in creating or like doing art is something called automatic drawing. Um, so it's where you take like a marker, crayon, pencil, color pencil, whatever your medium wants to be, and pick a different color, like just really just have all the colors you want, and then just sit with yourself and pick up whatever color feels right in the moment and put it down and whatever feels right in the moment, draw whatever that is. Mm -hmm. It's if you feel like drawing swirls or a straight line or anything like that, the idea is to not think about the end point of the painting. It's just thinking about... That's what Lori said. <laughs> it's an exercise in not attaching to the outcome. Exactly. Yeah. So it's perfect for trusting your intuition. Yeah. And letting it come out because then you start to get into the rhythm of feeling that, that what that feels like and knowing what that feels like. Because first you have to know what, like where the sweet spot is in your intuition mm -hmm. and, knows what that, and know what that feels like. So that when you feel it come on, you can be like, oh, I know what that is. I'm gonna go with it. Uh, and you'll be amazed about the things that come out of that when you trust your intuition. Mm -hmm. Another thing that you can do, so I have, um, all the colors of the rainbow and the little pom-pom balls, like little craft balls, and I put them in a bag. And what I do is I close my eyes and I pick out a little ball in there and I pick it up and I hold it in my hand and I try to ask myself what the color is. Mm -hmm. And then I open my hand and I see what color it is. So that's another great way of testing your intuition also. You did this with me when I was little. So when, or when I was little, when you were little, yeah. Well, not that, but when she was little, she would, you know, they're so close to the, close, so close to source when they first come, they haven't forgotten everything, maybe. And she would um, have me sit in front of her and she would say, I'm, you know, I'm holding a word in my head. Um, oh, yeah. And then you tell me the word and, or you hold a word in your head and I'll tell you the words. We used to play that game all the time, the intuition game. And we would. Get it spot on a lot. Yeah. Spaghetti would win more. So different ways to tap into your intuition. I want you to talk about art alchemy because I I love the vision for art alchemy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me, tell me what it is. <laughs> so about a year ago, I think it was. Um I the what's it the idea came in for well first of all I work with kids who um I help them paint and create and I do private lessons and um just teach kids how to do art or not do art create art um that, that's my my little brother do arting. <laughs> um, and one thing with art is a lot of adults don't think they're creative. They don't yeah. know how to create. True. And I wanted to create a space where adults can tap back in to their creativity. And the biggest thing like for art alchemy and for me is tapping back into your inner child mm -hmm. because all it all comes back to the inner child it does even this jinky imagination comes back to the inner child yeah it all comes back to the inner child because the inner child 
is where your creativity lies. Mm -hmm. It is, if you think of like a little little kid, they're just so creative. They don't know how to not be creative. Everything, mm -hmm. their whole world, they don't see the world the way that we adults see it. Unless you are tapped into your child, mm -hmm. you can see through the eyes of a child mm -hmm. with your tuition. But, um, so I help people. Um, I guide people into learning how to create that relationship with their inner child and tapping back into your intuition and learning how to create again. Mm -hmm. So these experiences, these she does in-person mm -hmm. um, groups and online and guides people through this journey of connecting with their inner child. They bring a picture of themselves to the child. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Talk about <clears throat> favorite memories of an inner child. This is not a paint and sip class. No. <laughs> She's, we're about to make a, a pose on this is not paint and sip. Not that paint and sip is bad. Paint and sip is copying a painting. But this is about tapping into your real magic, your, your intuition, yeah. your imagination, your and creativity. I don't tell you what to paint. I, no, I'm not, not looking at something. I'm like, I don't bring something for you to copy. This is about you yeah. listening to your intuition for what needs to be, what feels like needs to come out. Mm -hmm. I give you the tools on painting with watercolors because that's the medium that we yeah. use. Um, it's all about play and fun and connection. I just love it. I love it. I love them. Yeah. I've had so much fun at every single one of them. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing all that. What else is there anything else you want to intrude on? <laughs> <laughs> With the intuition and creativity. You and I could talk forever, but it's been like an hour. So yeah. I was gonna see if anybody has questions. Just moving through that gene key this week, really allowing yourself some patience and sitting in the confusion. If you're confused. Trust me, in time, it'll all work itself out. And um, whatever you're creating, I think we've, like, a lot of us feel like we're in that 11th hour. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Even with the art alchemy, like that's, it's a brilliant idea and it's, and it's really beautiful. But every vision that we have, everything that we birth takes time to create takes time and we have to be patient with it. We can't give up on our dreams. We have to be dedicated and devoted to them. And that is, it's just very interesting that the final gene key is this lesson in that determination in your imagination. The city is illumination, which means really just being a vessel, being the grail and allowing spirit light, allowing light to literally move through your entire being and being a channel for that. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, really sit with that this week and um, allow yourself to sit with your deepest shadow, the thing that's coming up for you the most. Um, in the Luminary Love Leaders, um, my group, uh, group mentorship program, I asked them this week to really journal out what it is that you really want. We played the lottery this week. It's like the second time we played this year, but it's like a billion dollars. So why not? You know, it's, and it's, it's like a billion and two or something. Um, but I always, I, I don't play the lottery often, but when I do, I use it as a manifestation tool and I purchase it with the knowing that God is, abundance i am abundance prosperity is my birthright i'm here to prosper i know what i'm here to create and then in those few days before the number is picked i really go deep into manifestation techniques to visualize myself okay tomorrow this amount of money hits my bank account whether it's a lottery or my business just takes off or an angel investor comes and says, I love every vision that you have for the earth. I want to help fund this. Okay. And all of these things are possible. That's this gene key. 
is the possibilities of miracles. Miracles are possible. Illumination is all about actual magic. Becoming an alchemist and becoming a magician and creating magic, creating quantum leaps. So in this gene key, our patience is that 11th hour. We stay in the energy. We stay in faith. We continue to practice. We continue to shift every negative belief that comes up. Oh, I'm not worthy of that. That's never going to happen for me. And we immediately notice it and we change that. That's a lie. That is a bullshit lie. I am worthy, you know? And so we create that. So then we become these creators. We match our consciousness with Christ consciousness or God consciousness or whatever you want to use call. So when we're playing the lottery, I sit with that and I see it. Okay, the money's in my account tomorrow. What am I doing? Okay, I'm buying land and building my retreat center. I have all these projects in my journal, everything created. I'm ready to go. So the question is, are you ready to go? <laughs> what stage in creativity are you at? Are you birthing something new? Do you just know, like, I cannot be at my job another second? Um, I've got to start working on a way out of this day job and living my purpose. Wherever, whatever stage of creativity you are, that's where you are. And it's perfect as it is. But if you're in the stage, like so many of us, where you're in that 11th hour and you've planted the seeds and you've been watering them and you've been nurturing your babies, but things haven't fully come into fruition the way you think they are, I believe we're in that this 11th hour and we just gotta keep having the faith, stay in the faith, right? Yeah, it reminds me of like having patience when I paint with watercolors and there's a stage I call it the ugly stage where my painting looks <clears throat> so ugly. I'm like, I just have to have patience with it because it just needs another layer and then it will be complete. Yeah. But it's that final last little, right before you put on the last little layer. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, I don't know if I can do it. Just have patience. Hold on. You used to really struggle with perfectionism with your art. I mean, we worked through a lot of that in um, homeschooling. But yeah, and, and the other part is that you do have a soul's blueprint that will guide you to remembering who you are. Um, this is the work that I do. It's part of the work that I do. I do soul blueprint readings, which is a soul map. It's a, a map of the soul. It's a map to who you be, who you be in this world. Who you be in this world. And, <clears throat> We, um, I work in astrology, human design, and gene keys. Um, so you can have a deep dive with me where we go through all three or we can break it up. Um, I've only recently started doing that because some people want to absorb them in, in little bites, not all together. And so if you'd like to dive into that, I promise you, you will, There, it, it's, it's, it's received on a cellular level. There is something, some part of your soul, some part of your heart that awakens when you receive this especially being in alignment with actually where the planets actually are. I have witnessed it. It's profound, profound, profound shifts. Um, so if you'd like to have a reading with me, that's what I do. And um, I, <clears throat> if you're somebody who wants to dive deeper in that, then I also have integration work where we can work one-on-one -on -one afterwards to really start to uncover your shadows and alchemize your gifts and really transform um all those negative states of uh, thoughts and beliefs in you and to really uh start creating and living your purpose and stepping deeply into faith deeply into love um so that's what i do what else do i do i'm also a photographer i've been a photographer i was about to say you're also a photographer i have been a photographer for 24 years now when my, i was a teacher actually yeah, um, yeah. I when you were in my womb, I started. I've been a photographer since I was five, but I decided when I was pregnant with you that I was gonna have to leave the school system. I taught music and art, and I decided I was gonna have to leave because I wanted to stay home with you. So I opened a photography studio in my basement, taught myself the art of photography, and I've had um, I've been a photographer ever since. And now I'm integrating my soul work with photography, and it's really beautiful. So come to Charleston or I'll come to you. I'm also doing um, videography now, which is so fun. And we always need to create something new. 
We always need to be creating, birthing new things. And for me, the talk when I'm doing all of my, you know, coaching or mentorship work, um, I was missing the creative part of my life in art. So I had to like really dive back into photography and now filming, and I'm excited about that. So I do that as well. And you can find us on um, www.poseforpeace.com. We'll put the link in here in the bottom. And we also have another website called www.divinealchemist.love, which just has all of our... Is that right? I think that's it. Yes, it is. <laughs> it has all of our sessions and offerings in that way, as well as our courses. Monet's going to be teaching an art alchemy course, teaching you the art of watercolor, yes. as well as how to really. I will be teaching a deep dive. <laughs> yes. I will be teaching a deep dive into watercolors. So an eight weeks course on watercolors and intuition and your inner child. Um, weaving in little bits of that all along with an eight weeks course diving super deep into watercolors I did a previous watercolor class but we just did we just scraped off the surface level of watercolors <laughs> but we are diving deep I'm teaching everything that I know about watercolors um that's gonna be awesome sprinkling little inner child magic magics intuition <laughs> into it and if you're somebody who wants to learn about um astrology human design the gene keys i'm teaching a first course in astrology and the next will be human design um it's called living stars living christ aligning yourself with christ consciousness and the cosmic christ with the stars it's very different but it's fantastic it's a seven week course on um yeah learning how to read your own natal chart and pull up other people's natal charts how to translate the stars how to get into alignment with the stars understanding the zodiacs as archetypes all the things and if you're somebody who doesn't want to learn those things and just wants to hear from somebody what are we actually moving through what's the moon actually in if you're very confused because so much of the system talks about tropical astrology and you're like wait a second, is that where the moon is? Is the sun in this? Are we having a co conjunction in this? Is Mercury in retrograde? Mercury is <clears throat> Mercury in the microwave. Um, I share a membership called Living Stars Membership, and I share the monthly transits in that, and so you can know exactly what we're moving through and uh, prepare yourself for the month ahead according to that. So yes. is that all I have? I have a that's, lot. That's a lot. Yeah, we do a lot. We're supposed to be simplifying, right, Regina? <laughs> um, Love it. So we work with individuals. We work with families and teens and children. We work. I work with couples, and I do divine union sessions with Regina. Gonna get your divine union session. Um, so I love working with couples too, so you can understand your energetics together. It's just pretty potent stuff. So yeah. All right, I'm gonna um yes, I'm gonna pause the recording and I'm gonna ask if anybody has any questions here. We're post for oh, yeah. on Instagram. She's the peace. love, what is it? Alchemist love. I'm the love alchemist, the love alchemist or the dot love dot alchemist on instagram and i'm renee dot on instagram yeah and i also uh do watercolor commissions mm -hmm. and she just I had her first art show a couple of weeks ago downtown charleston sold some paintings and awesome. it was so amazing so much. more and more and more yeah yeah um and then i do art alchemy uh experiences online and then I do them in person and then I also do them for youth mm -hmm. for um transitioning into uh childhood into adulthood and yeah. how do I keep that inner child with me as I go into adulthood yes um and then I have my watercolor class yep that's coming up um I think that's it yeah I think for me you're my favorite. Yeah. I love you so much. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Regina, for letting us sit in for you. We love you so much. Oh, does anybody have any questions? Does any 
Now, does anybody have any questions? Questions? Does anybody have any croissants? Croissants? Questions? <laughs> Thank you, Regina. I think it's wild that we haven't met each other in the physical world yet. I know, it's been crazy. Regina feels like one of my dearest soul sisters. <laughs> We've never met in the actual person. We took a course together. Well, but we, we have the same incarnation cross. So we're like soul sisters. Thank you, Lord Jean. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, um, if you watch this later, um, I have a couple videos on our YouTube that I have one called um, The Story of the Stars, which gives a like two-hour history of the zodiacs all the way back to the Magi and how the corruption in astrology played out. That's called The Story of the Stars. And then I have one called What is Astrosophy, which is, goes into what is this new sacred science that's actually the very oldest sacred science. Um, and it's the sacred science of the stars connected with the Magi, Yeshua and Mary Magdalene. I'm going to be teaching a course on Mary Magdalene very soon too. So I'm excited about that. And then I have another one that's called the turning point on their YouTube. And <clears throat> in that turning point, I share what we've been moving through in the last in hundred year cycles, especially through the United States to where we're at 2023 in a turning point of time. Another reason that we probably all feel this <clears throat> 11th hour energy. We're like, our souls know we came here for these things. Like I have no doubt in my soul's purpose. I have no doubt about my mission and the work that I'm here to do. And um, so a lot of us feel that 11th hour energy in that because it's this turning point. So keep expecting the miracle and hold the faith on those things. Yeah. Yay. Aww. Okay. okay. <laughs> I kind of match here. I didn't even plan that. Definitely. Planned. We definitely planned it. I didn't. I know I definitely did not plan it. Just the song. We got to go roll this game tonight. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. <laughs> By the way, Regina really inspired us. We've been wanting to start like let's start another thing like let's all do the things thing. you said that you do i know and then you're gonna put i know but podcasts are really great because <laughs> these podcasts are great because people listen to podcasts in the car yes if you are listening to this in the car <laughs> or on facebook or on a computer or a phone <laughs> Maybe you're watching it on your TV. Hello. Oh, I love you. <laughs> All right, everybody. Anybody yes, have any more questions? Yes. We're going to put ourselves to bed. It's 945. Okay. <laughs> big hugs. Big hugs. Big loves. I love you to Regina. Regina, you're going to come and visit us in Charleston soon. <laughs> Oh. Okay. We're out. Love y'all. Peace.